So I'm going to read from my notes as much as I can while I go through this stuff so that you can stay with me and so we can keep with time. Um, and to start that, we're going to go with Ephesians chapter 1. And let's try in the message version from verse <coughs> 1. And I'll just be stopping and starting you wherever we can. I entitled it My Family because um, that song just kept coming to my head, My Family. Um, but you will understand where we're going with when we say things like My Family. Because we need to understand that this work that God has called us into is actually a family business. That's the only way we're going to win and truly succeed in life. There is no individualism in the kingdom of God that ever flourishes. He looks for a man that has been built by family. And if we look at the life of a man called Abraham, you will see how God begins to build family systems. Not only how he builds them, but what he does with them. But I'm going to start with Ephesians chapter 1 tonight, and then we're going to start cutting and going through different things, and hopefully we'll begin to get a deeper understanding of some things. Let's read now. Verse 1. Yes, please. I, Paul, am under God's plan as an apostle, yes. a special agent of Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. writing to you faithful believers in Ephesus. Mm -hmm. I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives, by God our Father and our Master, yep. Jesus Christ. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, yes. and takes us to the high places of blessings of blessing in Him. Okay, so He takes us to the high places of blessing. Now, I put here, wherever there's a family, there will always be a home. Now, my discovery tonight is where is the home? That's when we begin to get into Ephesians chapter 3 now. We'll go back to Ephesians 1, and maybe I'm going to jump a little bit. But we have to locate where is this home. Because we're, we're, when we find the home, we begin to establish how we begin to exercise our call as a family. We'll begin to see God take Abraham out of his father's house. Genesis chapter 12, let's read that quickly. He will take Abraham out of his father's house so he can take him into a new home. Yes, let's read it quickly. God told Abraham, yes. leave your country, yep. your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. Right. I will make you a great nation Good. and bless you. So whatever house God is going to take us to is because it's a house of blessing. Mm -hmm. It's because it's a house of prosperity and it's a house of wealth. Now, you remember in scriptures when, when Abraham and Lot were on a journey and God will begin to, uh, or they will begin to complain about the level of cattle and stuff that they had, they decided to split, right? Lot went his own way, and he had a lot, you remember? Mm -hmm. He had the plane, he had the everything there, and Abraham went to a place where nothing existed. In fact, God took him to what we call eternity. Okay, I'm going to go kind of funny tonight. God was taking Abraham into eternity so he can create a home. Let me show you where this home is. Let me show you what this home is. Because it will help us abide with ourselves as we call ourselves family. Ephesians chapter 1. And chapter 3, please. Some of you will already know what this home is called. But I need you to understand it so that you can live in it. Yes? Let's go on verse 1. Verse 14. For this reason... My response is to get down on my knees before the Let's Father. Let's read that from the NKJ. Person. 
For this reason, yes. I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, yes. that he would grant you, yeah. according to the riches of his glory, mm -hmm. to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, yeah. that Christ may dwell in your hearts so, through faith. Slowly. So that Christ may dwell where? In your Remember we spoke about eternity and where, where yeah. God dwells, yeah? yeah? It's where? In our hearts, heart, right? Go on, Mark, slowly. That you, yeah. being rooted and grounded in love. In where? In love. love. Love is your home. Mm. Love is your home. So when you're dealing with new people and you're dealing with souls, what you're inviting them into is a place called love. That is where God dwells, where God abides. God took Abraham to love. He took him to a house called love. And in that house, he began to build him. He started to create. If you don't understand this, please raise your hand and say, Ma, I don't get that. What is that? What is love? What are these things? Love will be the fruit of the spirits, patience, all these things. He puts you in there so that you can begin to build. The place of love is almost like a place called zero because it's a tolerance place. You have to deal with the most intolerable people. You have to learn how to nurture the unnurturable. You have to learn all manner of skills because it's hard for me to love a dirty person. It's hard for me to love a rude person. But in the place called love, you begin to develop the characteristics called God. In the house called love is where you begin to abide with the unabidable. The unabidable. You know what God begins to do? When God wants to use a man, let's go back to the Ephesians 1, because I want to talk to you about your creation and why he puts family, puts members of people that don't naturally uh, make sense and bring them together and make them into a family. Can I tell you what he's doing? He wants to form you. And he wants to form you because you are once deformed. In Ephesians chapter 2, God speaks about us being alien from him. Do you remember that scripture? Do I need to show it to you? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11. Sorry, I'm going here, there and everywhere. And if you're on for the first time, you'll just have to bear. I'm just going to have to speak the way I need to speak tonight. Yeah? And I'm sure those of you who've invited these new souls will go home and break it down when you need to break it down. Please. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, yeah. who are called on circumcision. Is that NKJV? Yes, yes, please. By what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Yeah. That at the time you were without Christ, mm. being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were alien from him, meaning that there was a deformity. There was something not right. This is why God likes the born-again experience. It's not a womb matter. It's going back to the initial thought. God uses the institution or the old institution of family as a vehicle to birth you into the true institution of family. He will use your mother and father as a vehicle to birth you in because that was the state that he given to Adam, yes? That was the way he wanted Adam to recreate, by birthing. But what he then does, because he wants the second Adam, who is the Christ man, he will have to take you back into a phase where he births you according to his original vision and his original plan. That's not a physical, I'm going back into my mother's womb. 
No, that's a spiritual awareness to say, Lord, I'm going back into your fall. Like Nicodemus would do, he would ask Jesus, how do I, knowing all these things, enter my mother's womb again? He was basically saying, how do I unlearn? How do I take this deformity away from me and get myself formed according to your vision, according to your plan? Do you know that people like Nicodemus, no, sorry, people like Melchizedek, when he had gone to Abraham, he had gone to him to confirm that you are indeed a family man. He had gone to confirm to Abraham that he was a family man. And because of that, he wanted, the Bible begins to tell us that, Abraham, that Melchizedek had no beginning and no end. He was a man of heaven. He came from the family of heaven to deliver a message to Abraham to let him know that you are indeed blessed. God sees you. God is watching you. And as a count of that, Abraham gave him a seed. Where did that seed go? It went to the family in heaven. Everything you're doing here, you're giving and you're building here, gives you an access pass into eternity, into heaven's home, into the location of heaven. This is why we build together. This is not the end for you all. You know that, guys, yeah? You think you've come on earth just to live, breathe, and die? No. There was a specific plan. And if God wants to execute that plan, he has to put it in the family. But you've got to understand what is this family and where does the family live? It's in this place called love. And love is so hard. It's the place called zero, yes. You don't even understand that most of you, many of us, but the Bible tells us, I, I'm going ahead of myself again. He predestined us before we were even born, meaning that we have a plan. A particular and peculiar plan. Do you know that when Paul would go and kill Stephen, you know he was taken on the body of a heaven man? Let me explain that again. Oh, let me read, let me read it as I put it in the notes. No matter what Paul became, he was a lawyer and a Pharisee. He existed already before time. Yeah? Paul already existed before time, yeah, as an apostle. When he was killing Stephen, eternity was folding his hands and watching. <coughs> what eternity needed in order for Paul to work as hard as he had was he must sow a seed in corruption. What was the seed in corruption, the life of Stephen? In order for him to enter his call as the apostle, that's the rebirthing of a man. I don't know how to explain that in better English. And I'm praying that those of you who are listening will get it on your way. I see you, Charlene or Colleen. Celine, I see you, my dear. Um, where are my guys? That was the rebirthing of a man. That was... Do you want to share something? <laughs> that was a rebirthing of him. Sorry, I put this in my notes in such a way that I was in my room like, this is mad though. But you're just going to have to bear with me and understand this. And I'm going to share it this way, whether you understand it or not. You'll have to go back and eventually listen to it again and make it make sense. But if I keep giving you stuff that will make you say, hmm, ah, yeah, then you're just going to go away and do the same old thing. I need you guys to think with me tonight, yeah? Uh-huh. So, in order for God to 
um, in order for God to get a man to his state, there has to be a corruptible seed. There has to be a seed that allows you to be born again into the existence that he's truly called you to be. And when he does that, he starts forming a family through you. The seed that Peter would use was a boss suit, a Hugo boss suit. For some of us, it may be this, it may be that, it may be whatever. For me, it could have been the, 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 the attempted suicide. I don't know. But there would have been a seed that got you to this place to begin to locate your family. And you locate them in a place of love. Who was Spac Nation to me when I first started? I didn't know these people. Didn't care for these people. In fact, the reason, the reason why I ended up staying this long, or staying for the first two services, is because I heard of Pastor Crystal. That's the truth. PT was preaching, and I loved it, but I've already had my understanding of what church is. I thought it was a money-making scheme. I, that's what I believe. So I was very skeptical. But I heard a worship, and I heard the depths of that worship. It's almost like I heard my cry. So I saw myself standing on the, I, I, this, I don't want to sound spooky. I saw myself standing by the altar, crying as worship was going on and PT was giving word. And I realized that's my family. This is my people. They understand me. I need to be formed here. I understand right now I'm deformed because I'm not operating on the level that God has put me here on this earth to operate in. That's why he puts you in family. That's why he puts you in a house called love. He's looking for the love house. He's looking for the place that men and women can abide, flaws and all. And he will be the one to begin to perfect them through his word. Do you understand it? Why am I speaking like this? Because if we're going to get the family from outside and bring them in, there's got to be the exercising of love. What is this love that a man will lay down his life? on account of you and I that sometimes don't even pick up our Bible to read about him. What is this love that a man will go out and give himself totally for men and women that will continually do the things of the world and not look to him as the answer and the ultimate solution? It can only be in him. The scripture was saying, let's go back to the Ephesians 1, when it's talk, when it's kept speaking about in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Why has it got to be in Christ? Because he is the one that died. He is the one that died on our account. Please bear with me, guys. Go on. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, mm -hmm. his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. Yeah. We're a free people, free of penalties and punishments. Right. Chalked up by all our misdeeds. We are free people. Can I explain something to you? When you are born into this original system, the first system, let's just say, the, the, yeah, yeah. when you are born into this world, I hope you, are, you know you are born free to make decisions. God is waiting for you to look for him. He's waiting for you to look for his fault about you. But he gives you the freedom first so it's not by force not by compulsion he lets you go look for him i had to take my situation or your individual situations for you to find this back right even if somebody presented it to you and said hey come to church and this that but you too once you get in there you're gonna have to go and seek him you have to look for him for your own salvation 
your own salvation, now what that does, it brings you into this fold of you being born again in him. That's when you begin to pick up the assignment, pick up your, your position as part of the family, and then begin to exercise it. Listen, it should never be a case that when we're about to do service, people are calling you to come and serve. Ever. Never, ever. It's so erroneous because what that is, what you're basically saying is like, my gift belongs to me and I use it when I want to use it. Mm-hmm. That gift was supposed to be given to you for the sake of family. Everything that I have, you have, we have, is for the sake of family. I hope you know when one of us grows, all of us grow because that's what families do. As Abraham went up, Sarah too went up. Sarah didn't need to believe so much. She just needed to be with Abraham. I'll explain that again. When you attach yourself, and this is what Levi did when he sold into the loin of Abraham, yeah? When you attach yourself to the man that has buried and baptized himself into the will of God, naturally, automatically, and you're with them, you're in that family automatically. So when we say things like one man, the one man will be PT. As we've joined ourselves, we enter into kind of his own baptism. Okay, let me explain that again, because that's a bit mad, isn't it? When we become one with him and one as a family, God doesn't look for, he doesn't go and speak to Abraham, Noah, Moses, and Jeshua, and Leah, and Jemima, and da da da. He will speak to the one man for the sake of the family. So if, when Sarah's attached herself to him, those guys, the angels didn't need to go and speak to her. They never spoke to her. They spoke to him. All she needed to do was stay one with him, one with Abraham. She automatically enters in because don't forget, he said, blessed are you. Blessed is your house. Blessed is the nations because of you. Do you understand this? So there's a blessing that's attached to the one man because of the sake of, for the sake of the family. Finish reading. Let's keep reading. And not just barely free either, (coughs) abundantly free. So I told you you are free, yes? He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. Mm. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him, everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Exactly. So in Christ is when you find out who you are and what you are living for. In that particular Netflix series, the, queen said, the queen's mother said to her, she said to her, now that you are a queen, the day that she got anointed, now that you are a queen, you are two types of Elizabeth. Don't let the world ever see Elizabeth, I forgot the first surname, blah, 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 blah. Let them only see Elizabeth Renaga, which is the second surname, or Renata, or something like that. There are two Elizabeths, and I need you to function in the second Elizabeth. When she said that, I thought, what then? This is, is this not scripture? Isn't there a first Adam and a second Adam? In other words, she said that first Elizabeth is that she doesn't exist anymore. The new one, which is the anointed one, is the one that exists. And it's the one that will bless the heavens and the earth. Or it's the one that will bless the world, so to speak. You become the most powerful and most important.
world. But it's only because of this second Elizabeth. The first Elizabeth nobody cared about. No one cares about because there's no anointing on that Elizabeth. You see you, when you enter into the in Christ realities, you enter an, an anointing that can't be ignored or that shouldn't be ignored. And if you're feeling like, well, I'm not moving according to the way God wants for me in my life, check where you live. Check your postcode. Where is it? Where do you dwell? Because most of us still dwell in ourselves. We still dwell in the ideology of me. That has no postcode. Nobody comes to visit that place but you. And in that place, you find misery. In that place, you find depression. In that place, sometimes you're happy. In that place, sometimes you're miserable. In that place, you find all manner of things that don't constitute to what God has called you to be. But in the house called love, wherever you find those things, you're able to live. Not only just live, but you're able to be great in those things because it is a calling. You've been called into that house. I hope those of you who are listening at home are hearing me this evening because you've been called into that house. There's a deeper dimension of who you are. And I think God is trying to call it out now. He's been trying to call it out. He's been trying to say, hey, you, bam, bam, bam. When PT began to talk to you guys and say that you are kings and queens, did any of you go back and even do research? What does a queen actually mean? What does a king actually mean? Because if that's what I am, I've got to check my status. I've got to check what I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh my God. As soon as I heard that, I went back to do my study and said, hey, what is queen? Who is she? What does she do? Who is that person? What's the expectation of that person? How do they live? How do they eat? How do they breathe? And even if we're not living in the grandness of it now, you're, being, you're, you're walking towards it. You're getting closer and closer to it. In other words, don't limit yourself to the normalities of this earth. You know, she was beginning to say in the, in, in the series that how there's so many people that look at her, as in this queen, there's so many people that are more clever, more better than her, that wish they were in this position. But they can't be because it's an anointed. It's not an appointed. Do you think when David was lead, was <laughs> um, when David was in the backside of the desert, he was thinking of queendom, a kingdom. He was busy taking care of lion, tigers, and bears, or running after them that affected. He didn't care about that. But the lineage that he had, God had a plan for this guy. I already told you that garden that 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 David was looking after all manner. This guy was living in eternity. He was already living there. He was one with God. He was in the location called love. That's what eternity is, the location called love. When he was running after those sheep, what he was doing was loving. Even the lion, tigers, and bears had to respect that love. They had to respect it. And on account of that, God says, I can use you to be a king. I can use you to be a king. And even when that status comes, it's like, I don't even want it. I just want to do the will of God. Then they began to say in that series that King Philip or Prince Philip or the Duke of Edinburgh, who is Philip, who she's married to, he was against the idea of the of, of monarchy being referred to or being affiliated to anything to do with church. 
Then the queen mother said to, to, said to the daughter, as in the queen now, she goes, that's, that's rubbish. This whole monarchy is about the church. Your life is not for the sake of people. Your the life is you're responsible and your call is to God. In other words, never please people. Never please them. Never try to please them. In fact, she even said, cut off sentiment. Your husband is not your husband. If he cannot kneel to you on the day that you are anointed, wow. you better cut the thing off. When I saw and heard that, I thought, what is this? If he can't kneel to you as the final authority, as the head of state, then cut him off. He is not worthy to be in your vicinity. This is a call to God. We are answerable to God on that great day. When we do Church of England, it comes from the monarchy of the queendom, whatever you want to call it. That's how their order came. It has to be a family that will take this world because individual men have tried it. I was reading again today. They've tried it and they failed. They've not left the legacy. Do you know that Apple is a family? Facebook is a family. All these things are family. They've now built a system where only the richest of the world are now taking care of global warming. And they're saying they're only, they're only addressing families. They want the richest families of the world to come together and put money every month to start taking care of global warming. And I'm thinking, what about the nation family? We're strong enough to be part of those elect. Why are we not the ones facilitating these things? It's because God is still looking down and saying, wait, I need to be sure that these people have really born again themselves in me. They've really died to their fleshly desires. And this is why social media has to die for a while. Because your desires are there. Some of you look at Instagram and say, oh, I want to do what that girl's doing because it looks good. And you've taken yourself out of your call to enter into somebody else's death. And it's not even a death that you even want. They hope that you don't know where they're going. You don't know what they're doing. Oh my God. I found myself so guilty. I can scroll on Instagram all day long. And say, yeah, I'm researching for um, the Women's Network. And next thing you know, I'm on Bob Risky's page. Um, I'm on Bob Risky's page. And if you know Bob Risky, it's a mess. It's a lot of mess. Like, it's just, what is going on? And I can be scrolling. I've seen the things already. And I'm scrolling and like, laughing at things I've already seen like 10 times. And I'm repeating it. You know when it stops, you're letting it go again. And there's even times I've woken up and the thing is next to me. Doing this, this dead doing this dance. <laughs> what is this? It's so deadly. When God sends us into those arenas like social media, He wants us to be an influence there. Yeah. He wants us to take over that system, not become one with it, not end up being like those people. He's like, present my family there, present my thing there. So even if someone like a, a Pastor Rebecca goes on Instagram and is doing stuff, she's not going as herself. She's going as the representation of a family. Yeah. So when we like repost and da 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 da, it's because the family is involved in that movement. Mm. But it's still our thing. Why do we say watch your relationships? Because we know how those things can easily distract us from our first call and focus. Mm. I think PT said it yesterday. He said Kamala, what's her name? Kamala, Kamala Harris. She found true love at the age of 49. Most of us hear that and like, yeah? 
But me, you don't even know. My was literally standing next to me. You don't even know. And then we look at your life and compare it to Kamala. It's like you're going to hell and she's doing the matting. It's not the focus. I haven't still discovered how God or why God is raising you yet, but yet you know that you need to be in a relationship. How did you get that? You don't even know where you're going tomorrow, but you know that you need to be in a relationship. And please, I'm not insulting, and if you need to do it, do it. But let's just look at your life in the next couple of years, and let's see what happens. Because I know many are thinking, but Vicky is so against relationships, you don't like it. Don't even say it to her, because she's just going to tell you no. No, it's not that. No, 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 no. I love it. I love the Institute of Marriage. In fact, at your wedding day, I'll be the highest gele-wearing person there, the best dressed the best eater of the food, everything, I'll do it for you, don't worry me. But if it's not purpose-filled, trust me, I will let you know. Trust me, I will say something. Why? So that it can save our family. Don't forget, every decision you make, it affects the family. If you're slacking today, the whole family has the effect of slackage. As I'm sitting here now, please Sam's just messaged me again and saying, right, we need to do this for crossover. I'm now thinking, okay, how am I going to present this back to the family? Are the family ready to take another huge weight on them? Or do they have their own ideas? I need to do this for myself. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. No, it's going to be a family matter constantly. When you see PT rising, you've got to say, that's my family. If I see a pastor Diona rise, I've got to say, my family. I don't say it like that, but you know what I mean. You've got to look at it as, that's my family. And you've got to believe that in this rising, when Abraham, oh my God, I love what Abraham represented. Because in the house of nothing, or in the house of zero, he was able to raise an army of 318 men that will go out and fight. How did they get, imagine Sarah being barren, not having her own children. This is how I know that, this, I'm going to have to stand in this chair scale. This is how I know that this family works. How is it that Pastor Daniel will have his house full of men that are men and women that are not birthed of him, but he will take care of them as his own? How is it that we'll be in this house and we're looking after these people that will treat you anyhow sometimes um, and, call, and call us and call them and call them our, our own? Sarah was barren, yet there were 318 men there. Imagine, don't you think bitterness should have affected, but Ingo, Abraham, honey, honey, in Pastor Oye's voice, honey, honey, as you see me so, not even one that belongs to you. Yet you're running around training these men as if to say they're your heir. Imagine that. Imagine how she would have been feeling. You know, time had passed so long that when those angels came and said, you're going to have a child with that, Eh? After we've been trading these men and Abraham's called each and every one of them his son, this guy's a silly person. He doesn't even know that this room is tired. <laughs> right. What was God doing there? He had to use the womb of Sarah as evidence of Abraham's faith. He had to use that womb. And because she was one with him, there was always going to be a birthing eventually. 
But God wanted to see what would this one do. I've given him the blessing. Will he live in that blessing? And indeed he did. And because of that, we speak of him today. Because of that, in fact, he still exists today. I think there was a time we were calling Pastor Daniel our Abraham, who was saying that that's our Abraham and stuff like that. And I still believe that. Isn't that right, Pastor Daniel? Uh, what does he do he begins to lead the children in the way of the Lord he begins to teach them the precepts of the Lord he begins to instill the family values when God wants to start something a conversation with you he will start you off by he will start it off or allow you to start it with the prayer for this reason I kneel before the father when he sees that kneeling, then a conversation will happen and he will begin to tell you what to do next as a family. Paul had an assignment that was peculiar, but he wasn't a single man. He will begin to, tell, he will begin to thank the people that helped the family. Uh, um, I think Priscilla and Aquila, because they were there. Those were family members. They were the ones that helped constitute the move of God here on earth. Anybody that's helping you is a family member. Anybody contributing to this work is a family member. Your job is, and our job is, is to constantly seek the Lord and ask Him, where is my position here and am I living at home? Or have I left the postcode of home to go and dwell elsewhere? It's going to be a constant conversation. In order for us to thrive the way we should, or the way we ought to, or the way God wants us to, we've got to check that we live in the postcode called love. I hope I'm explaining these things well, and I'm just praying that the Lord will give me the, the tongue of articulation. <clears throat> but when souls come in, I want to bring them into love. And sometimes love isn't just putting my arms around them, saying, I'm sorry, sorry. Sometimes it's me sitting down with Leah and saying, yeah, what you did was stupid. That was wrong. Try it this way. Do it that way. Listen like this. Build like that. Hold hands instead of fight. Those are love things. When PT comes online at times, and it sounds like, whoa, he's always getting at this, he's getting at that, women that make up. No, what that is is actually love. But because the world taught us that that is abuse, because we are still kind of deformed, we've taken it as an insult. We've taken it as how dare he or she, why are they saying it like that? But if you were living in the postcode called love, you were saying, actually, what is the motive of this man? What does he mean for my life? Is he trying to mean wrong? Is she trying to mean wrong? Are they trying to help? You will realize this is love. Love has got to be the laying down of a life. If you've not laid your life down for a matter, some of you have to do a, a, a real self-sacrifice and say have you really sacrificed all that you claimed you have because we can claim a lot that i've sacrificed so much to be in the nation i've done so much you know this abraham was doing it for years and years and years in fact he didn't even he lived a life called sacrifice to his own child i'm speaking like this tonight so that you all develop an appetite to want to be a form, to want to be formed according to the measure that God has for you. And it will look very peculiar to the world. They will look at you and think, what is that? What is this? Why do you behave like that? Why do you act, speak, think like that? But God says, that is exactly what I need. 
you to be in the world but not of this world so when people see you they don't see you they see an anointing they see a family member they see a person that's derived its name from heaven and is living in an eternal postcode because that's what that is that's why some of you will be able to do things ahead of people in this era because you are living in eternity you're living you're doing things that some of your parents have not done yet why because you've given seed that's put you in a place to do better than them some of you now are even taking care of your families. Or the family you were born into, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And God will enable you to do that just to show the world. This is the kind of greatness I want to give to you. These are the blessings that I have in store for you. I'm hungry for the blessing. And I know that this house is awesome. And as we grow and get deeper into the knowledge of what family is called to, you will realize that it's a location called love that God wants to find us in. When he comes down here on earth, he's looking for a place called love. And he's checking, is Jemima there? Is Oyen there? Is so-and-so there? Uh-huh, they're all there. Let's bless. Once he finds people outside of it, it's difficult for him to say, let me bless, because he finds deformity living with formity. It just won't work. When the Lord looks down today and looks at the church, he sees deformity everywhere. Because we're not operating in his will. We're not operating in the call that he's, he, he has for us. Or not we, the state of that church. is not operating in the will that he has for us. Sorry tonight may sound a bit boring, but I need you to really get this thing. And when you go back to your rooms or your time where you used to spend with Instagram, you will look at this a bit deeper and ask God to really develop it for you and make it make meaning to you. Because if we're going to do a soul drive, and if we're going to have an influx of souls and new people coming in to be with us, you've got to know what house am I bringing them into? Where am I taking them to? How do I develop them? What is the call for them? It's only in the house of love that they will begin to establish their true calling here on earth. And even your true calling. Have you finished reading the Ephesians? Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us had designed on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us. Yes, you will get everything God has planned to you when he can find you mm -hmm. in his will. When he can find you in Christ. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking like, oh, where's God's plan for my life? I can't see it. All this greatness in the Bible. He doesn't just give things like that. I know the Bible sings songs like, freely he gave it all for But he freely gave it to those in him. You've got to get that right. Don't think that you're just going to get all these things. And then you think that how come people in the world have it? Why don't? Why does this one have it and I don't have it? And da, 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 da. your own case is different. Your own case is peculiar because you have gone to find him because you are in him 
the way your family was the way your family was set up the way you were born into this world you were born to fail i hope you know that even your brain doesn't have the capacity for success most times. Yeah. Your brain at times is always telling you, just relax. Mm. Don't worry. Do it tomorrow. Mm. In fact, is that even expedient? Mm. Or how about just okay, leave it till next week or watch somebody else do it, then you do it. That's the brain of the black man, you know. And it's so bad. God is trying to take you out of that mindset and give you a higher level, a higher calling. That higher calling is what Melchizedek gave to Abraham. He told him blessed. He came as a form of peace into Abraham's life. Okay, finish reading it, Master, so I can leave you guys. I don't want this tonight to be very long. A praising and glorious life. Yeah. That's why, when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus, and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus. I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I pray, I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask, ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Yes. Your eyes focus on and clear. So that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to, Good. to do. So he was making you so that you can see what you've really been called to. But he wants you to know your calling in Christ. He wants you to know your calling in the postcode that he's giving you. And that postcode is called love. I pray that you will go back and develop and hear what I'm saying tonight. And you have to understand why is it important that it's, uh, why, what is the importance of living in love. What is the importance of us calling love eternity and heart the home where God dwells in? It's because if you want to experience the greatness and the grandeur of God, you've got to, you're only going to get it by living in that place. Yeah. You can train in this world, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to end up being worn out. Sarah had to be worn out before God can really introduce himself. Sometimes, you have to be worn out. And that's why you come to Christ that I surrender. I'm tired. You've been through the most. Most of you, when you came to God, you came with that attitude like, I, I just give it all. You know, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of this earth. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of all these things. So he's saying, perfect. You're exactly where I need you. In the place of being worn out. Now, come and take my own yoke because it's easier. And it's lighter. And it's more glorious. Even in times like this where it looks like, oh, this is just the teaching and it's just Tuesday again, same old routine. I hope you know the Lord is looking down and saying, wow, my children are together and they're listening and hearing of me. He delights in that. I'm sure right now, let me tell you how fickle man has become. I'm sure right now, if I had whiskey in this place, oh my God, faith would not close her eyes for once. Oh my God. In fact, she would have run upstairs, put her best outfit on, and come back downstairs and given us, in fact, glasses with the illumination. She would see freely. <laughs> I'm just trying to show you the state of humanity. Yeah. We don't even love the things of God anymore, you know. We have to go.
go and try to glamorize it and make it like the world in order for us to get people to praise it. Mm. That's so scary though. I'm just using it. <laughs> That's so scary though. And how many of you have sat down with yourself, giving 10 minutes, no phone, no nothing, no, and just you and God, and just listen? in the last couple of days. How many of you have actually done that? And be honest because God is watching you right now. Thank you for being honest, guys. Do you know how difficult that is? I'm telling you. No, 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 no. Even two minutes is half. It's tough. I'm telling you, you just something will just enter your mind. You think Christelle really okay, Chrissy cooks, right? God, I love you, you're so great. And then you just see Jennifer Fries flying. You don't even know how it does that. You won't even know. No. Becca will see cake, this, that, right? Something will just enter your foot and you don't even know where it came from. It's part of the deformity. <coughs> How is it that you can't spend 10 minutes but you can spend 10 hours watching Bobriski? <laughs> that stuff is dirty. It's going to scare you though. Those of you at home, are you here? It's going to scare you a little bit. Like, how? You can spend all day watching what. Um, Tion Wayne is doing what? <laughs> who's, guys, who's regular? Nicki Minaj, Dutch and Belly. Jamama, stop acting. You I know the people. Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, Ivorian Joe. Um, fabulous. Oh, fabulous. You like Bobrisky? Yeah. Bobrisky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Heady one. Heady one. Blanco. Blanco. Who else again? Kitchenmaid. Kitchenmaid. Who's yours? Lipsy Hustle. Lipsy Hustle. You're not even alive. You know? That's even scary. That's even scary. You're celebrating the day. But you can spend all day listening and watching today. And some of you are even bad. You know what you do? You go and say, whoa, I can see the relevance between the Bible and this <laughs> And God is looking and saying, hey, how though? This guy is saying, murder, F them, die hard and live hard and die, nigga. And you're saying, this, this is what to do with me and God. Like, how? Oh, how? Hey, hey. God is looking and saying, wow. When will I get this time? When will I get this energy yeah. with my son and daughter? Mm -hmm. I want to give them more influence than this person has influence over them. Yeah. Well, let me first be influential to you. Yeah. You know that's so tough, but it's so powerful. If you can have those times. You know today I gave my, I did it for an hour. Oh my God. I had to fight. It's literally, you know, I was literally on my, on my bed and I, I, I sit on my bed to study the most. I was literally having a boxing match in the spiritual realm. I'm telling you, because I can see the um, the rice, the bulk wheat rice that I cooked the other day, and I was saying, you need to eat it now. Eat this thing now. And I'm trying to focus on the studying, but in the corner of my eye, I can see the thing creeping. I just said, no, go away. Starting again. Then something else came up and said, okay, you've got a target. You need to talk about the seed target. Push it away. 
constantly I was fighting all day long. Mm -hmm. Then messages from people that I'm thinking, why are you messaging me today for? <laughs> what rubbish are you messaging me now? The phone was just flashing. <laughs> I don't normally, you don't contact me on this day. Why are you there? Are you a devil? Are you a devil? Oh and I thought I put the phone to the side. I didn't realize that the iPad is also connected to the phone. Oh so the phone started flashing too. I said, oh my God. The devil is a deed, a liar. He will catch you any way how. And when you realize that you've overcome the social media, he's going to find another thing in it. He will find something else. And he will find it in the thing that you love the most. He will say, hmm, Jeffrey, I know you love your training so well. You've got to train us thinking for another 25 minutes. <laughs> that way you will know that by three weeks' time you're going to make it. And then what you will end up doing is retouching more weight things, thinking that, yeah, I'm doing the right thing, but not realizing that 25 minutes belong to God. It belonged to the constitution of the family. And this is not, I'm not, I'm just excusing, using excuses. You know I like to use you guys as excuses, isn't it? I use myself too. I always do. I told you about Bogoli. Um <clears throat> He wanted those 25 minutes. He wanted you to build the constitution of the family. He wanted you to develop the constitution of this family. He wants you to grow the idea of this family. When people see us, they've got to see an ideal. When you look at the queen, don't you see an ideal? Yeah. For all week, all I know, she's probably eating Eva right now. <laughs> but in our minds, we think of royalty. Yeah. We think of elegance and opulence. <coughs> we think of all these majestic things. We think of the high and mighty things when we think of the queen, right? Yeah. We think of power. When people see you, what do they think of? That suggests the kind of family you are. And if you say you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, then guess what? You better have the attributes of a royal family. As soon as I said that, Becca picked her nose. Now you know. They're going to be thinking that. <laughs> so what is this whole season? These three months that PTS said concentrate. What is he saying? He's saying develop the family. Develop the characteristics of the family. Develop the characteristics of who you are that attributes the grandness of this family. This is why when Prince, which is the brother that went and did the scandal? Andrew. Did he start? What did they do? They outcast him. You're not part of this family again, bros. You can't because you don't represent us. We don't do that here. That's not our business. Now, Harry and Marco have gone and done their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Marco, they've also too gone and said, we want to do our own thing. What have they done? They've cut them off of the royal estate. Because you're not one with them. In the series, there was a part where um, the, queen's, the queen's dad's brother, who was actually supposed to be the real king of, the UK, of, of, of Great Britain, he wants to come back and um, uh, bury the brother. And he said something like this. He says, when you're in the family, you never really know if you're really in it. But when you're out, you definitely yeah, know yeah, you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad, you know. Mm -hmm. That is so mad. I said, whoa, that's profound. And though, again, I'm using those things to put scriptures up. It's probably not, but I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he said that. 
something that was so deep and so profound and very, very true because once people leave, it's like you were never really part of this anyway. Mm. You, you were never, you know, it's not because we don't like or it's just that this is the standard of this family. And if we're going to keep it intact, once you've outcast yourself, you're outcast. And you did that by yourself. Because when you're in it, there's an expectation. All of us have our own particular roles to perform. All particular greatness to perform. And this is why I was so excited to see Chrissy Cooks in the HQ. Because why? She represented the elite family. She represented the excellence of the family. You got there on time. The food tastes good. The presentation was good. Even she. But the woman was looking to congratulate and say, well done for the food. This woman was, she was. <laughs> I don't know if you see Crystal Someone. Mm-hmm. 
something happened to her. Why? You left home. Yeah. You left home. When you leave the house, when you leave the family, just like some of these princes we've been speaking about have done, when you leave the family and go and do your own thing, abuse is knocking on your door. Prince Andrew thought he was going out to have a night, a night out with a lad. <laughs> 20 years later, you think has come to haunt him. To the point they've X'd you off of family. You know, it's, you know it's, that's not even the worst. When Diana decided that she wanted to go out with Mohammed, they even said ace. They even said ace. You're not even out of blood. And you want to come and do this? Well done. You're going tonight, have you? <laughs> you put yourself, you've taken yourself outside of the covering of the family. Anything is bound to happen. Anything is bound to happen. This is why we say, let us know when things are happening. So-and-so is asking to do this. Can they try this with this? And then, no, 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 no. There's a covering here. And in this covering, there's a blessing. And if you're wondering why we're not being blessed, I've got to check that. Is there people stepping outside of the family? What's happening here? The nation will always be blessed because we've, understand, we've understood family. We know church and we believe church, but we understand that actually church was God's institution for us to rule in this land. He called it the ecclesia, the elect people that would be in the position of leadership and, and take over government. That's what the church was supposed to do. Do you know back then the church was the highest order? When people needed money to marry, to do anything is the church they go to. Mm. Now we go to Instagram. Mm. Even to marry, people are doing Instagram marriage. Huh? Oh my God. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yes. Instagram marriage. <laughs> In fact, people are saying you don't need to do church anymore. No church marriage. In fact, church has become so irrelevant mm. that we've now used it for naming ceremony and parties. <laughs> some of us, there, some of people have even used it for raves. People are now using those places for raves. You remember when Jesus would come into the synagogue and start thrashing mm -hmm. everybody that used that place? He said, This is my house. Yeah. Guys, we've got a, like a huge cleanup job to do, you know? Huge cleanup. But it has to start with us first. We've got to filter our mind, as Pastor Chip began to say about the things that we feed into our minds, the Twitter feeds, that this feeds, you've got to check what the word is feeding into your mind mm. and let that take preeminence. That's how you're able to overcome souls, mm. overcome your giving and things like that. But when you've indoctrinated yourself so much with what's going on in the world, the only thing you're feeding is how Cardi B is about to divorce the guy and actually she's not divorcing it, she's marrying it again and then she's not marrying it, she's having a kid again. It's like, what is going on? This is serious stuff. Because if I was to ask you about what was going on in that person's life, you're probably able to tell me piece by piece but if I ask you what happened in the life of Paul, <laughs> or if I ask you who, um, who, um, give me an example, guys, who 
Ananias is. Who's Ananias? You wouldn't know, but these people have been consistent in scripture. Cardi B is inconsistent in life, but you know the ins and outs. Isn't that mad? It's so mad. I'm not saying don't, you know, don't do you. If you need to know about it, know about it. But don't let that take preeminence of what you are because you've invested in these people's life. You know most of these people go home and they're doing their own thing. Mm. A lot of the things that they put out there is for your entertainment. Mm. It's to keep you engaged into yeah. their, in their fake worlds. Yeah. It's not real. Mm. So when they say reality TV is a lie, mm. they should call it lie TV. It's not reality, it's fake stuff. But guess what? It's exciting to you because it's quick, it's fast, and it's bam, 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 and it's quick. But Bible, when you open it, it's like, oh, another lie. You know some people open the Bible just to fall asleep? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, but I tried it. <laughs> and it worked. I won't lie to you. I was reading Genesis chapter 1. By the time I got to chapter verse 3, in chapter 1, <laughs> I, I, my snore woke me up. <laughs> That's what people do now, man. Some of you at home, you know what I'm talking about. It happens. It's no longer exciting. When did we, and how did we get like this? That the word no longer excites us, gets us giddy. I'm so happy that PT was honest with us and said, actually, social media has distracted me too. I'm thinking, wow. So you two, you're human. You, you yeah. go through those things. I thought, good. I thought, oh, we're in this together, sir. I feel you. No, but I was thinking for a long time. Like, how comes I can sit here for an hour just scrolling, and I don't feel anywhere? Then I'll get up and come downstairs and laugh. I'll be there. <laughs> it's because I've spent so much time in rubbish. It's never good to come downstairs and you guys will feel the presence of God. You're feeling the presence of Beyonce. Because I'm whiskey. Because that's all I've been listening to. Not me, I'm saying them. Not me, them. But isn't that the truth? Look at your behavior sometimes and ask, tell me, where did this come from? This is not an innate attribute that's come from God. This has come from another house. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. He said he's going to prepare a place for us. Maybe we should read that scripture and I'll end up with that. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions, meaning that there are very, very many vessels there. There are homes that I expect you to dip to dwell in. He said, even in my house, there are many mansions. How does it work that in a house, there are mansions? Mm. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah. In other words, the grandness of a house, mm. what, the things that dwell, do you, oh my God, you need to understand this. You guys create the house. Mm. You create it. So when we say that the church is not a physical building, it's the people. What that actually means is that you are greater than the actual vessel of the house. Wow. So he's saying that in this house, I've got big treasures. Wow. I've got mighty things. <coughs> Outstanding things here. Go on, you put it. In my father's house. 
John 14, 2. Yes, ma'am. In my father's house are many mansions. Yes. If it were not so, yeah. I would have told you. I go to prepare. Is that in red? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Good. I go to prepare a place for you. Yes. And if I go and prepare a place for you, yeah. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Wonderful. So the family here on heaven and on earth, when he's saying, um, when, when Paul began to speak about the, um, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth, the family in heaven is where this abiding, or where these houses will be, or where this house will be. He's gone there to prepare a space for you and I, in that house that's already filled with so many great things. The reason why he said, I will come back again. You remember Melchizedek? Melchizedek was actually Christ, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why he will come and go. He will have, okay, I'm going to, this too deep now. That's why he can come and go the way he did, because I need to prove that. I don't want to say things to you without showing you in scripture, otherwise it will just be me telling you stuff. But <clears throat> we'll do that another day. But Melchizedek, because he would, the Bible will begin to say in Hebrews chapter 7, that, um, he came in the order of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 7 or something like that. He came in the order. Melchizedek came in the order of Christ or something like that, sure. Yeah. But he, he came and he, had, he came without having mother or father, beginning or end. Why? Because he was leaving eternity to come and visit man here on earth. He came as a messenger. He was already an apostle somewhere. Yeah. So he came in the form of Melchizedek as a time. But actually, he came as Christ eventually. Again, I'll have to share with you one day. Have you got it there? Read it now. Um, it says, For he testifies, you are a priest forever, according yeah. to the order of Melchizedek. Good. What does it say? Did it say something about Christ there as well? Yeah. From 11. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, yeah. for under it the people received the law, mm. what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek mm. and not be called according to the order of Aaron? Mm. For the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also a change of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe, from which no man has officiated at the altar. Mm -hmm. For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, mm -hmm. of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Mm -hmm. And it is yet far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, uh -huh. that, there, that there arises another priest who has come, yep. not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, yep. but according to the power of an endless life. Good. That's it. That's Christ today. He said there was another one coming in the same order. Anyway, that's for another day, Sean. I'm going to end it with that, with that this evening. But the whole essence of tonight was to, for you to begin to think of the deepness of family. And for you to get it deeper, you're going to have to cut off a lot of distractions. A lot of the things that take you out of the core of what a family member is supposed to be like, or supposed to do, or supposed to exhibit. I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it again. 2021, it's got to be showtime. And if we can use these times to focus, and those of you that are coming and saying, I like. <laughs> you know, I'm going to sit there and listen to you. And let me just be honest with you. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, ooh, that's powerful, bro. Sit. <laughs> I'm going to do that. When you've left my room, 
My middle finger is up. And it's not, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I love it. I, you know what I love to see? I like friendships. I like friendships. And that was the instruction I told one of your brothers. I said, build a friendship. Stop, don't need to go out force and make a public announcement. The guy was trying to tell me about marriage. I'm like, where are you going, bro, sis? Where are you going? Where are you going? I think, I think, I think, guys, I probably, I feel sorry, I'm the most embarrassing mom. I would just embarrass anyone, you know. It's so bad. And I'll feel the way, and I'll even say, you're right after, I'm like, that's great. It's so bad. What am I saying, guys? No, no, no. I just said, build friendship. That's better. Build a solid friendship. I'm telling you, your marriage will be the sweetest. Yeah. If the partner has to go to Czechoslovakia to do the will of God and you're left here, you'll be here with joy. Knowing that this is mission. I know the purpose. I know the word over this relationship. I know the call over this relationship. And you will let time manifest itself. And you won't see that on your wedding day, you wouldn't have to pick up your hand. It would be done by the family. What some of us do is start looking for relationships. Running, looking, searching, dressing, acting, willing. <laughs> I never know. But we do those things. I, I have to speak like this, guys, so that you don't go and fall into the trap of Satan that makes you think, but it's good though, you're of age, it's time. Yeah, but sis, look how she's looking at you. Look at that. Look at the wink in her eye. Look at the walk in her talk. <laughs> you just be thinking of man of things. You don't look to yourself. The devil is a liar. When the time comes, guys, I'm telling you, we're gonna have the best wedding. I'm telling you, we really, really will. Be so glorious. You wanna say something, right? He said, "I'm cooking." I know. 
that I've sacrificed to be there. It's a life of sacrifice, guys. That's what it is. So tonight, and for the rest of this week, I want you to think, we'll have fun. And we'll do Zoom games things and stuff like that. But even that is a form of escapism. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to distract hearing the word by playing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You already know. Like, you know. You just do, oh, I was going to preach tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just play, okay? Um, <laughs> no, no. You're going to hear word. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear it. And my expectation now is that you go and take the word, open it up again, and develop it. I think Pastor Oya said it two weeks ago when she said that there's times when PT speaks and I actually don't understand what you're saying. I didn't get it there and then, but when I've gone home like the Berean Christian and opened my scripture again, I've understood exactly what he's saying. And I've been able to develop it. When I develop it, I'm able to now express it. Isn't that more amazing? So my charge to you all, and I'll be putting this you all to the test, those of you who are listening at home. For you to go back, and even if it's not tonight's word, but a word that you're going to sit with and really dissect and use the time that you would usually use on social media to spend in that word or on that particular word. Do it for yourself. I'm not going to check it. And that's between you and God because you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself and you can't lie to God, isn't it? Spend time with it. Can it make meaning to you? I know many of us are used to play in the sound clouds like you're trying to intimidate the house. Let us know you're playing. Loud. <laughs> well, you're doing other stuff. <laughs> Guilty! <laughs> it's so loud. You go to the room, everything. But this time you're sleeping. You're sleeping. I look at your phone, you're on Instagram. You're on Twitter. You're doing something, girl. What do you get? Child of God. No, no, no. I have to say some of the stuff that I do. Even at times, I have to. <laughs> I'm giving you my secrets, like I do my worship a little bit loud. <laughs> I do that. No, I do it to remind you guys that we worship. We worship. We still pray here, even if my worship is the sound of sweet crystals. <laughs> Don't forget those sacred times, guys. Yeah. But most times, most of my best times is when it's quiet. Mm. You won't hear anything from my room. That's when I'm really doing stuff. If you hear anything loud, it's just me. You know, <laughs> acrobatics, I'm pretending for you guys. You know, I already know that you're going to say, Mark, is everything okay? I can hear you. Well, they're going to come down and everyone will say, I thought it was Pastor Chris, but it was you. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, your sacred times are your most quiet times. Remember we spoke about that maybe three, three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. I spoke to you about your quiet times. Those are like your prayer times. When nothing is happening. When you're in that place of zero and it's just you and God. And it can begin to speak to you about the deepest things in his heart. When he can open up to you about the next phase of your life. When he can talk to you about the family and how to help the family, he needs your quiet time in order to do that. He needs it to be you and him, not you, him, and Shim. I don't know why I said that. But. <laughs> not you, him, and her, because you can be going to God, but your mind is on Sister So and so that you just decided that you like now. I'm telling you, oh my God. I, 
I understand Satan so much. I shared this at PT's birthday. I said, I'm so thankful for the day that you said to me, you laughed at me about not having a husband and two kids. I'm happy you laughed at me because I'm telling you, sir, I would have been so out of purpose. I'll be living in one dirty council flat with six, seven kids running around and all of them will get beaten every day. Because I would be so angry with my life. Huh? That's why your parents beat you. They are angry with their own outcome in life. They're angry with themselves, so they take their frustration out on you. Do you hear why rich people beat in there? It's, it's very rare. They don't Johnny, even come their kids. <laughs> They're not even with their kids, but the poverty, you will hear that they're beaten. Where is it? Tottenham, how Pastor Chris, the highest case of child is in Tottenham now. Harrogate. That's the highest place of poverty, isn't it? That's what will happen. That's what will happen. I'll end up beating the child every day because I look at him. Just for no reason. I wouldn't do that, guys. But I would do that if I was in purpose. Now, so. I'm grateful for that. I would have been so out of purpose. So, 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 so. So to keep us in the love and the will of God, please, guys, give your attention to him. Be intentional about those times as well. Don't let anybody in that space when it's just you and him. And for those of you who share rooms and you feel like, oh, but there's no time for it, it's just, there's time. You can make it happen. When everybody is sleeping and some are snoring, <laughs> you can get your time there. Yeah. Even while people are awake and doing things, you can shut people out. Yeah. You can do it. You've just got to make it work. Shut mm-hmm. Just make it work. Pastor Christian, do you want to worship or something tonight? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the will of God for you to worship. Um. Let me leave you with a thought tonight. So I've spoken to you about the deformity of a man and how God wants to form us. Don't worry about what's happening there. Focus on me still. Um, And how God wants to form a man and form a man for a family and develop the institution called family. The first family being the family of Adam. That institution had died. He created a new one. And he did it in the most unconventional way. Look how he used Mary as the, uh, the sacrificial womb to give life to the new concept of a family. Yeah? See how he's done all these things. I want you to spend some time speaking to the Father. Lord, form me. The song that you're going to sing, Mark. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. Take my mind, transform Because what he wants to do is take our minds and transform it. Take our will and conform it. Take my life and transform it to yours. Yeah? So he wants to transform these things to our own. Yeah? And so as we get into that place and as we spend the next couple of or three months as PTs put it, I want you to get into the mind of God. Step right into the mind of God. Find out what he is saying to you because of the family. Find out what he's saying to the family because of you. This is the time for us to get to know him more and more. Hear what he's saying. Live in what he's saying and become what he's saying. Let's begin to worship the Lord tonight.